This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Time now for the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. And now, here she is, the smart, the sexy, the savvy, divine Miss C. And welcome to today's show. Now, today is a Masters and Legends special, and I have with me Tony Wagner. He is a professional musician, an insurance agent, and a banker in the St. Pete area. He's had multiple successful careers. So welcome to the show, Tony. Good afternoon, Lori. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Uh, let's start a little bit, Tony, with your childhood. Tell me you know, where you're from. You know, I was born in the state of Indiana in a little town called Chesterton. So that's right, uh, right on Lake Michigan, uh, not too far from Chicago. Uh, you jump the South Shore train and be in Chicago in about 30 minutes. All right. And how old were you when you started playing guitar and singing? You know, I was about uh, like around 12 or 13 years old. And I started messing around with uh, my brother's acoustic guitar. Okay. And do you play any other instruments besides guitar? Well, you know, I play harmonica and uh guitar and then bass guitar and drums but not so good that's all right i mean did your did your family you said your brother played did you come from a musical family you know what my mother played accordion for a little while so that uh, i know that she did, did that did that and um but other than that that was pretty much it i just kind of picked up the guitar but yeah, my brother played for a little while and set it down and uh I had happened to stay home one day from school, and I was sick, and I picked the guitar and uh, started messing around with it, and by the time he got home from school, I learned a Bob Seger song. Oh, wow. And he just, gave me the, <laughs> he just gave me the guitar after that, so I assume he thought I was a natural. That's right. Lee's asking me, which song was it? That was Night Moves. Night Moves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty good that you... So you're pretty much self-taught. Did you take lessons? I, well, self-taught, but I, I also took lessons, you know, throughout the years. And that, you know, I also you know, I learned how to read. Uh, but my ear got so good from playing over the years of just being a musician and, you know, sitting in with other professional musicians that I really don't read anymore. If I hear something, I can tell you what key it's in or I can just play, pretty much play by ear anymore. Well, now, would you say you're a perfect pitch or, or high relative pitch? Well, if you're asking me, i got to tell you what, I'm perfect pitch. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's right there's <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of people that are yeah there's not a lot of people that are that are perfect pitch that can just hear it and and be able to just jump in right right on that key and be able to play i know i'm not perfect pitch so you'd have to tell me what key you're playing in and then i'd have to figure it out so we're kind of opposite in that yeah. that respect well, you're a you're quite a musician yourself there as well piano oh. player well, thank you. Thank you. Mine's more classical training, though. But, you know, I did see a video of you, come to think of it, on um, YouTube when I was looking you up. And there is one of you, um, I think you're playing guitar and harmonica at the same time. Now, I know a lot of guitar players, but I know playing harmonica at the same time. That's quite a feat, no? I mean, that's something that, how do you do that? You're doing two different things at the same yeah. time. It's like, it's like, you know, what's the old, you're chewing gum and patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time. Right, I can I, I can do that though. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that as well. 
You know what? I think with playing acoustic guitar, it's it's a, it's a rhythm thing. So it, it it's uh, it's it's easier to play you know the harmonic and a guitar at the same time because you're you're kind of in the same you know the time signature. But playing bass guitar and a harmonica, that's going to be a little bit more challenging. I don't think I could pull that off. Okay. Now, who are your musical inspirations? You know, were there famous people that inspired you? Teachers that inspired you? You know what? Uh, from the start, I'd have to say, you know, uh, on a professional level, we have like Bob Seger, you know, the bat, uh, him. Uh, ACDC was one of my favorite bands that inspired me. John Mellencamp, of course, being from Indiana, he was one of my favorite. And uh, Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Love some Jimmy Buffett. That's a good one. Now, you, you kind of tour all over. I remember you once telling me you play down in the Keys every year. Yeah, like I'll go down to Key West and uh, actually, like, I'll take my vacations down there. I know some... Uh, some local places down in Key West, uh, you know, Conk Republic down there, and then also Island Dog Bar uh, on Front Street. They'll just uh, hire me for a few days. I'll fly in with an acoustic guitar and play for uh, play for a couple of days and uh, pay for the vacation. So I do that probably twice a year. Okay. And now where do you play out now? Yeah, you know, right now I play in my, uh, my only steady uh, uh, gig now at Ricky T's on Treasure Island. I do a little happy hour thing there from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock on Mondays okay. in, the, in the back bar there. So. And you also have a band called Sunburn? Yeah, there's a band, there's a band called Sunburn. That's, uh, it's a group of guys that I've been playing with for uh, probably 12 years. And uh, it's, uh, John Bosworth and Baylor Wurzler and Lowell Gilvin. Uh, we're just all good friends, and we're fortunate enough that we don't have to rehearse. So if somebody wants to play a gig, we just say, all right, you got to be here at this place at this time, and uh, let's go play for a few hours. So yeah, Sunburn's a, a band that's uh, kind of just a bunch of good old friends just playing music when we can. Now, do you mostly play uh, you know, music that's written, been already written, or do you do originals? Yeah, both. I mean, in that band, it's, it's, it's uh, all covers, but I, mean, I write my own stuff, um, and I do that stuff, I play those those songs solo so i'll just play with, with a guitar harmonica or you know if a bass player or drummer shows up but all my stuff that i write is played by myself okay well tell me about those songs and maybe name some of the songs and what the inspiration was behind them and discuss how you write songs because that's something you know young musicians over the years have asked me how do you write a song is it the lyrics first is the is it the music what is it that makes you do that and is it usually a, a, a particular something in your head about something in particular that makes you come up with that song? Well, that's a, that's a loaded, loaded question. question yep. <laughs> I always ask the loaded questions, just, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. But it's a great question. You know what? It, it all depends. I get inspired from all kinds of things. I get inspired from, you know, uh, things going on in my life or driving down the road and I see something that inspires me or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I have a dream and I'll just, jot something down on a on a, a notepad that sits by the the uh, bed and uh, we'll work on it the next day but it all depends it's just about uh, you know I write more Americana stuff so it's uh, real just real life experiences so right so you know how to really answer that without kind of dancing around it it just kind of comes to me yeah and so is it usually lyrics first then um usually lyrics first Okay. All right. And now, yeah, how did yeah, how did you turn pro? I mean, you went on. To, I'm assuming you went on to college, correct? But you, how did you start getting paying gigs? Well, you know, it the it just kind of just kind of evolved. Actually, I ended up meeting a, a 
guy named Dave Erasmo, who was the uh, guitar player in our band, the Erasmo band that we toured with in the in the 90s. And uh, they were looking for a bass player. Uh, their bass player was leaving them, so I just kind of fit the part. I had the long hair and, uh, you know, uh, weighed about 120 pounds. And they said, this guy will fit in our band because we were kind of like, we like in the uh, era of the Van Halen kind of party rock and roll original band. So I got my start uh, really professionally playing music in front of, uh, you know, live audiences with, with Dave, uh, Rasmo Band. Now, did the Erasmo Band travel, you know, all over the country? They were they mostly Florida. We did. We were mostly Florida, Southeast. And we went out to California as well, uh, but we did a lot of shows, you know, from you know uh, Jacksonville to um, to uh, Key West and, and you know Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And how many songs did you perform with Erasmo? Now, I want to say at Erasmo, we recorded I want to say three or four original disc. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, but we did all kinds of neat stuff. The, the CD is—they're all great songs. They were just—we uh, were in that '90s kind of party rock and roll mode of like the Poison and the and the and the Van Halen kind of kind of feel. You know, the bad boys of rock and roll. Is what they used to <laughs> now it's funny. I saw a, a photograph of you—you you know, with the long hair—and now you're so clean cut. You—it's such a difference in in the you know in the time frame. Um, what we want to do is we're actually going to play from your notice to appear CD the song "Driving Crazy."
Okay, that was that was great, Tony. So I hear some screaming guitars in there now. Yeah, that's, that's Mr. Dave Erasmo tearing those fretboards up. That song uh, that brings back some good old memories there, Laurie. Thanks for playing. Oh, no, you're welcome. Lee just uh, we were looking at your, your photo online here, and he said, wow, he looks like David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, are you the... Uh, you know what? Back in the day, I, 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 I sort of did look like David Lee Roth. So in the, uh, in the photograph of the band here, are you the... I'm assuming Dave's out front because he's... Because he, the band's named after him. Is that Dave out front in the front? Yeah, Dave. I think, that, I think that's Warren. I think uh, I've got the long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave the big fuzzy hair. Dave was like big, crazy fuzzy hair. And then uh, Warren would have been out front. That would have been the lead singer. And then Vic Delatore was playing drums. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. Dave Dave had dark hair. Dave had the dark hair. Correct. It's a black and white photo, so I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> Standing on some railroad I don't tracks. Think, I don't, uh, he might have been dying. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> fun, fun, fun photo. You know, it's funny because I didn't know you then. I know you now, and now you're 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 more the you know you have that appearance of insurance bank. You know, of a banker and an insurance agent. You you've got that very conservative look in your business photos, and then so when you see this from probably 20 or so years ago, it's just it's it's the total opposite. Um, let me ask you other questions here regarding traveling. Have you played with other? Have you played in other bands other than Erasmo, and other than Sunburn? Yeah, you know, there was a there was a band back in the time, uh, a band called Triggerfinger. That was a southern rock kind of band that uh, I want to say that Billy Rice, uh, J.R. Tomei, and Chris Tomei. There was a, um, a little, just a little southern rock band that uh, did original stuff as well and, and country covers. It was good. And I also uh, I also had the opportunity and uh, to play with uh, a couple of really famous musicians, uh, okay. Billy Jones from the Outlaws and Monty Yoho from the Outlaws. And this little little country band when those when those boys were off the road and, and we were off the road so it was just uh, kind of i think it was actually called the country band <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, how, very impromptu so. how, how did you meet how did you meet them to do that you know we, uh, we were out touring with erasmo we did a lot of opening acts we opened for a lot of national acts so there was the fog hat and the and the um oh god who else did we open up the cult we opened up for molly hatchet and okay. quite a few times and that actually happened through meeting Danny Joe Brown from Molly Hatchet. Uh, he was the lead singer of the band, and we did a lot of shows with them. And Danny became uh, actually one of my best friends. And, uh, we were a lot of trouble, a lot of fun, and always always getting into mischief. You know, we we're out on the road. But uh, yeah, Danny introduced me to the to you know Dave Lubeck and, and you know the guys from the Outlaws, and uh, we ended up playing music together for a little while. So. Now, do you miss that lifestyle? Because I'm sure it was very different than than you know a, a normal career, so to speak. Uh, you know what, Lori? To be honest with you, I don't think I remember most of that. Lifestyle. <laughs> 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 yeah. Honestly, yeah. we were out uh, doing what bad boys do, and that's playing rock and roll and uh, having a good time and going on to the next the next gig in the next city. So, I, I do I do miss it. Yes, it was a lot of fun, but I, I, a lot of stories there I just forget. That's all right. You know, now when you were doing that, when you were, were with Erasmo, that was your job as a pro musician. Did you have to work other jobs? You know, because sometimes when I interview musicians, some of them, that's all they've done. They've made a living at it. Did you make a living at it when you were doing it or did you have to do other things? When we were touring, I, I was making a living at it. Yes. I mean, when we were out, out doing those dates. Yeah, I was making a living at, at that. But when I you know, settled back in Tampa Bay, I've always worked. 
I've always been, I've been an entrepreneurial entrepreneur and always had entrepreneurial spirits. So I've always, I've always, always, always worked. Well, we're always like making money and. Yep, and I'm gonna. Those are gonna be my next set of questions. I want to talk about you being an entrepreneur. So we're just gonna take a quick commercial break. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Do you suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664 today. That's 813-935-1664 and get on track to better health. Central Payment, your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry. Providing e-commerce solutions, POS systems, standalone terminals, mobile apps, and much more. Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813-777-4332. Looking for the lowest rates in the industry and number one customer service? Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813-777-4332. That's James Carner, 813-777-4332. Consumers, do you have bad credit? Can't purchase a house or car? Paying too much in interest on your credit cards and loans? Scammed by credit repair companies? There is hope. You can get back on track and do it the right way. Call Credit Education Consultants today at 813-500-6064. That's 813-500-6064. Or go to CreditEducationConsultants.com now and get the help you need. Don't delay. Call today. Mortgage reps and realtor inquiries are also welcomed. And welcome back to the world of Lori Zook. Got Tony Wagner on this Masters and Legends special. So, Tony, we were talking a little bit about your entrepreneurial spirit. Now, I know you've mentioned to me that, you know, you've had several successful businesses. Why don't you kind of run through them and, you know, tell us a little bit about what you did and, and how you, you know, how you made it and what happened to those businesses? Sure. Uh, there's, well, there was one, uh, there's two in particular I could tell you about, uh, there was one that was 365 Marketing Technologies. I had uh, uh, partnered with a gentleman named Greg Wool out of Tampa. And the uh, it was uh, really before it was an email marketing company. It was all tied to the automotive industry. So we patented a product that would uh, allow you to get your car keys back if you lost them. So it was a, a, like a tracking device on your car keys that would contact you via email uh, by uh, and a telephony system. Uh, tied to the dealership, so that was a, and it was just a marketing platform that dealers could communicate with their customers for for different service work. So, okay, so you're talking yeah, if I a little bit. So if I lost my keys, there was something attached so that it would it, you could track where the keys were lost, kind of like what you know, like the iPhones and the set galaxies do now. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It, it, yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. So if somebody found your set of car keys, there was a number on the back of this tag, it would dial the phone number, they punch in the ID number that was tied to that person's email address from the data entry at the dealership, 
somebody would then leave a voice message for the person and it would send a voicemail to the dealership and then send an email to the owner of the key saying your property's been found. Now, that's pretty interesting. So did, how did you develop the technology and, and what year are we talking about? That was, uh, in, in two, it was probably 2000, I don't know, 2009, uh, 2008. But uh, it was, was with Greg and uh, uh, a couple other people working there. Dean Gregory also worked on that project. Um, it just, it just kind of evolved between, you know, all three of us. Okay. And now what ended up happening to that business? Cause that sounds pretty handy dandy. You know, I know plenty of people that lose their car keys and then you go into a panic. Where are they? Sure. Well, you know, it, uh, it, it did well for a while. Uh, but the automotive industry is, it's a, it's a, it's a very rough industry to, to, to break into. And we did great for a while. And then we just ended up, uh, I ended up selling my interest in the company. I ended up getting, uh, interest in something else. So I just sold out and just, uh, I'm not sure what happened to the company. I think they're still around. Okay. And now you mentioned that there was a, another business also that you started. Yeah, a company called Digital Blue Dog. It was in Sarasota. And what we did with that company is we had, uh, you know, post-circuit TV monitors, which you know now are like in the McDonald's, and they show the videos of, you know, a uh, product that you want, they want you to buy while you're in the store. So. Uh, we would we would spin advertisements on these TVs remotely for different locations, cancer centers, doctors' offices, gas stations, you know, uh, different restaurants. So it was a it was a digital marketing platform. Gotcha. Now, what makes you an entrepreneurial personality? You know, um, I just excited. I get excited about uh, putting deals together. You know, I love the I love everything about putting a deal together. And uh, making sure that uh, it succeeds. Yeah, what I find interesting, just from a psychological standpoint, because I like the entrepreneurial, you know, putting putting things. To, I like the the coming up with the idea and the initial putting things together. But I find for me, once once whatever it is is actually running, you know, I, I kind of like go, okay, it's running, and now I've sort of lost the momentum, so to speak. I'm not as interested in the operations. What about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it depended on the on the, on the company. I like I both of those companies. I liked uh, all aspects of it. And so, you know, I got to where I go. I just didn't feel like doing it anymore, so I just had the other two partners buy me out. So. Yeah, I mean, because you've been you've been both self employed and you've worked for companies, but most people can only do one thing. Yet you seem to be able to kind of morph into doing you know whichever. And I don't see that. Think of I don't think of that's that common a personality trait in most people. They're either I'm working for a company, and you know companies tend to restrict you to what you can do versus when you're working for yourself because there you shoulder all the responsibility of everything that's happening. Uh, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And uh, you know, I, like you had mentioned earlier, I got my I'm an insurance agent. And I've got all my license to do all that and retirement planning. Uh, and I had came across my current job, I ended up taking a position with uh, a company called Bank United, based out of Miami, Florida. And the thing that intrigued me about uh, Bank United is they have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm a commercial banker, and my job is really to you know bring in deposits and loan money. So I actually am out in the field meeting with clients and potential clients every day. So I'm not really married to the branch and having to be in a, in a location. I'm able to go out you know, uh, cultivate relationships, build relationships, and then bring in business. So it's really that the reason why I went with Bank United is because they gave me that opportunity to be an entrepreneurial and still get the salary and all the other great things that come with, 
working for a company. Now, when you left music, did you leave primarily because the 90s rock and roll thing was kind of over and the band dissolved and you said, hey, now I got to do something else? Well, you know what? It, we were, uh, Rathbone was like a party rock band, kind of like a, like a Van Halen. We were, just a, we, were, we were just a little bit too late. I mean, Nirvana came by. And that was the end of party rock and roll. <laughs> I told Dave, I go, you know what? I go, I'm going to go ahead and cut my hair, go back to school, and I'm going to go get myself a job. So, okay. But I always always played music, so I've always kept it, you know, both. I, I'm left and right brain. I love everything about numbers and about putting deals together for people and you know, helping people financially make good, good sound decisions. But I'm still that rebel rocker. I mean, I love music. Right, just, right. I've got, I just love it. Always have to have it in, in your life. Well, you became, let's see, you became a licensed insurance agent here in Florida because we're in Florida. And you specialized in life insurance, health insurance, annuities, Medicare supplements. I mean, this is a big change from, you know, rock and roll musician. Um, what made you decide out of all the careers available that you wanted to become an insurance agent at that time? You know what? I've got a friend of mine, Kerry Palmer. And he, was, he actually still is a successful my insurance agent, and we were just talking we were on his boat, which is a yacht. <laughs> One day I go, all right, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done uh, doing 365 marketing technologies. Tell me about tell me about this insurance stuff. And he told me about the insurance industry, and I go, you know what? I can do that. So I've been in the Tampa Bay area for around 30 years. I've got an excellent reputation uh, with, you know, my, my clients and people that I've, I've known in, 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 the, in, the, in the Bay area. So I went to school. I said, I can do this. I got the education and went for it. Okay. Now, life insurance is something I find, in my business anyway, most people don't seem to have it. And and why is that? I think a lot of it's not knowing the, the, the power and the, uh, the, uh, how the how the life insurance really, really works and how it can actually benefit you and, you know, later on in life and if something happens, you know, to you immediately. I mean, there's life insurance is not just for, for dying anymore. I mean, there's living benefits. So if you get injured on the job, if something uh, happens to you uh, terminally, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of, there's, it's, a, it's a great tool. It's a tax-free tool for you on, in your retirement years. So there's, I think it's just not, I think people just don't have the knowledge of how powerful it is. You know, it's, it's kind of sad. Recently, um, uh, actually, I saw it on Facebook. One of my friend's friends, her, her husband got uh, stung by a bee and subsequently had a, an allergic reaction and died, and there was no insurance. And I think that's really sad, especially when there are kids involved, because I'll see – I'm sure you're familiar with the GoFundMe accounts. And so they're posting – I am. Yeah, they're posting a GoFundMe account, and I sit here and I go, if you're, you know, if you're married or married, especially with children, I think if you don't have life insurance, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Since we have a little bit of time, I, I just know I'd like to know for me, what kinds of life insurance are there? I've heard like words like term life insurance, whole life insurance. What are the difference? And, and maybe explain why people should have it because you don't want to end up on Facebook doing a GoFundMe and people don't really contribute that mm-hmm. much to those, you know? And I, I think it's sort of, you got to wake people up to it. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right, Lori. You know, I would think like if you're having young children, if you, I mean, I somebody young, I mean, that's the best time to, to invest in a, a life insurance policy for a, uh, for a child because they got all those years for that, that interest to compound and build tax-free wealth. So when they get older, they've got all that money to retire on. Um, there's term life insurance. I mean, that's just for a certain amount of time. Like say maybe you're a young couple and you're buying a home and you are 
paying a mortgage and you know that your your kids are growing up and you want to make sure that if something happens in that time frame from say age six to 21 mortgage paid off that if something happens to you or your significant other then you know the, the bills are taken care of um my favorite one is fixed index universal life insurance i mean there's companies out there alliance is a great company um you know life of the southwest another phenomenal company but it's it, it's insurance that compounds that covers you for life like you know, life things things that happen to you in life but also builds you tax-free wealth so it's actually you know it's an asset okay all right because i think i think it's important people just don't don't have what they need and then they and then it's too late if somebody dies it's it's too late you can't do anything then all right so how long have you been licensed as an insurance agent it's been a long time now it's been a while now. I think I think I'm going on five years as, as a life insurance agency, life health and annuities agent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know recently you became a senior banker. Now, you know, I kind of have to laugh because I see the pictures of you with the long blonde hair as as the rocker, and now you've got you know the short brown hair, and you've got that conservative look. So it's kind of a switch. So what made you decide that you wanted to kind of move into the direction of of banking? Well, yeah, I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I've got a well, I'm tied. Uh, got great ties to the Tampa Bay area uh, in, in business relationships and just friendships I've made over the years. That it just made sense. I mean, it, it's people trust me. Uh, I'm going to steer you in the right direction. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I'm going to make recommendations. Even even in the banking industry now, when I go to talk to somebody, I'm not selling anybody anything. I present to you a, what I believe is a is a good scenario for you, and, and it's going to be up to you to. To, to make that decision if you want to do business with me or not. Okay, so what, what kind of account, do you deal with just individuals? Are you dealing with companies? What kind of banking? Yeah, banking on is we're a commercial bank, but we also do personal as well, money market accounts and you know commercial money market accounts, CDs. Uh, but we're you know we do a lot of commercial lending, lines of credit, refinancing, uh, commercial loans. So we're we're. Hundred branches strong here in uh, in, the, in the state of Florida, and six, I believe, in Manhattan. Uh, but the company's publicly traded, and uh, it's it's just a good, solid, conservative bank. You know, we really are out for the, you know the businessman and, and the well-being of you know our customers. Now, how do you how does your bank stack up? Because it's a smaller bank, how does it stack up against the big guys as far as rates and customer service? Well, um, you know, our rates are really good. I mean, we've had another rate decrease here on a 15-year, you know, uh, commercial refi for, um, you know, uh, owner-occupied business for, you know, 3.75 fixed for 15 years. That's a pretty strong product. Um, but we're very competitive in all of our, all of our you know, interest rates. Right. One of the things I've guess I've been, become disillusioned with are I won't name them because we all know who they are. The big banks that foreclosed on a lot of homeowners over past years, and that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, as far as mm-hmm. big banks, like I just morally can't give my money to a big bank. I did have a big bank at one time, and probably about maybe five or six years ago, I said, you know what? I I, I just I boycotted the bank in essence and put my money into a smaller bank because I just felt more confident that you know they would take better care of my money and they were not involved with that that aspect. So I think um, that's a negative for the large banks. I think it's a positive uh, for the smaller banks because most of them are FDIC insured and you, you don't have to worry about your money. But I think one of the important things is that you're getting more personal customer service, or at least that's been my experience. 
And, and you're right. I mean, when it, when it boils down to it, I mean, we're I'm a, I'm a personal banker. Uh, you know, all my customers uh, that I'm doing business with or, or future customers have my cell phone number. They have my email address. And I tell them if I, you have a question or you need something done, call me. If I'm on the phone with another customer, I'll call you back within, you know, a few minutes. But uh, it's about customer service. I mean, it's about people. It, it really yeah. is, you know. That's, yeah. the way I, that's the way I see it. Well, I think that's an advantage for smaller companies is they tend to have better, most of the time, have to, tend to have better customer service, whereas the bigger ones, you're on hold forever trying to transfer to the right person, repeating your story 10 times. And I go, how come these big exactly. banks, how come they don't listen to what the people are saying? And because of that, they're they're losing customers. And I know that you know customer service is really the number one priority. Now, what kind of qualifications do you need uh, to get into banking world? I mean, is it licensed, in other words, like you were for, as an insurance agent or not? You know, I think there's some licenses that you need to have. I said, you know, uh, but I don't know all of the licenses that you need to have, you know. Uh, but, I mean, financial, you have to have a financial education uh, in some way, shape, or form for them to bring in. Right. Now, do you have a financial education? I do not have a financial graduate education. No, I do not. But I've taken uh, many classes that, uh, that have, uh, you know, educated me on financial structures okay what's a typical day like for you and the working uh sure. five day yeah yeah the typical day is uh actually getting up uh, checking the emails and then uh calling up clients to set up meetings for uh you know uh, appointments to see if i can help them with their banking needs like i mean it's, it's really i'm on the phone or i'm uh, i'm shooting on emails or i'm going to see a client Yep, so I'm sure you're multitasking throughout the day, correct? I <laughs> I try to multitask the best that I can. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty regimented on my on my daily uh, structure, so I I've got it, I got it mapped out pretty well. That's good. Now, I'm I'm going to guess here that all of your clients from all your different businesses, they're they're probably not only your clients, but I'm guessing that they're probably your friends as well, correct? I mean, uh, some of them, I mean, the clients, you know, that are not friends become friends, you know, and I deal with quite a few of my friends that are are, are clients as well, uh, but it's got to it's got to make sense to do business with me. I'll actually, when I look at somebody's uh, bank portfolio, I mean, I'll look at their statements and I'll analyze it. Can you know one bank compared to our bank, and if it makes sense dollars, you know, if it makes dollars and cents to do business with me, I want your business. I'm gonna I'm gonna outperform anybody else on the service side. Okay. Uh, we wanna we wanna make sure that it makes sense for the client. Yeah, and I think that's important, again, because a lot of companies just go in and they, they want to do whatever it takes to take the business away without actually evaluating it. And years ago when I worked in sales, if it looked like it was not going to be better for the customer, then there's really no point. But you have different types of salespeople. You have those that are just money-hungry and don't really care about the service they want. You know, they want to make the quick buck versus the people that are honest and ethical and say, hey, is this going to make sense for you, the client? Is it a good match for our company kind of deal? Yeah, we use, I mean, we, at Bank United, we use a, uh, you know, a consultant approach i look at everything let's put everything on the table I, I i analyze everything that you have in front of you what do you want to accomplish you know i ask the client what's what's your goals what where do you want to be what do you what do you want to do and i'll lay out a a mapped structured plan for them and 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 present it and actually like i said it's it's up to them uh, if they want to move forward all right and what kind of area do you cover i mean are you local to st Pete, or you cover all of florida uh, you know what? I'm, I actually work in the countryside uh, Clearwater branch, uh, but I'm actually I can work the entire state, so I do business all over the entire state. 
I gotcha. Now, I've known you for a couple of years. I mean, you seem like you really like people. Uh, you're pretty popular. You've got a lot of friends on social media. Do you ever find yourself wishing that you had more time for yourself? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm, I have a lot of friends on social media, but, you know, I've got a really close niche uh, net group of friends. So I really, uh, my weekends are, are my weekends, and I'd, I, my, I manage my time pretty well. So, would I like more vacations? Yeah. And what about charities? I I think I've seen you, uh, you support some charities, correct? I do. Uh, There's a gentleman named uh, Gene Evans, um, excuse me, and uh, he started a company or or a a charity called Paddleboard Against Cancer. And Gene had gotten cancer seven years ago and uh, had beaten it. And from that point on, he had started the charity and we paddleboard every, every year in May and we throw this big party at the club on Treasure Island. Okay. And uh, raise a lot of money. I think we raised in the upper parts of sixty thousand this year. That's all and about, all the money yeah. goes Yeah, and, and all the money, every every cent goes to the charity. There's nothing it, all the money goes towards the charity and goes to Moffitt. Excellent. Sounds like a good cause. Well I want you to stay with us. We're gonna do a short commercial break, so don't go anywhere. Do you suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664 today. That's 813-935-1664. And get on track to better health. Central Payment, your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry. Providing e-commerce solutions, POS systems, standalone terminals, mobile apps, and much more. Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813-777-4332. Looking for the lowest rates in the industry and number one customer service? Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813-777-4332. That's James Carner, 813-777-4332. Consumers, do you have bad credit? Can't purchase a house or car? Paying too much in interest on your credit cards and loans? Scammed by credit repair companies? There is hope. You can get back on track and do it the right way. Call Credit Education Consultants today at 813-500-6064. That's 813-500-6064. Or go to CreditEducationConsultants.com now and get the help you need. Don't delay. Call today. Mortgage reps and realtor inquiries are also welcomed. And welcome back to the show. With me is Tony Wagner, and we've been talking about his life as a musician, insurance agent, and a banker. It's been pretty interesting. Now, I know that you're a, you're a beach boy because you live out in the Treasure Island area. What kind of water sports are you into? You do everything water? Yeah, Lori, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paddleboarder. I love paddleboarding. Uh, that's, that's my main uh, my main water sport other than, you know, boating. 
Okay. Now, you you know, you were talking about left brain, right brain, and, and you're pretty laid back. You can pretty much morph into any kind of situation. And so most people seem like they're, you know, we talked about, they kind of are stuck on one path. They can't do a lot of things. But you seem to be able to successfully navigate multiple paths. So how are you able to do that without losing a beat? And I, and I ask you that, Tony, only because I, I'm sort of the same way. I have to switch hats for whatever it costs. And sometimes I do great. And other times I go, oh, my God, how am I going to do all this? So, you know, kind of explain to me, how are you able to do that? Because you're calm. You know what, uh, Lori? Um, the number one thing I do is I'm a great listener. I like when I'm talking to somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm having a conversation. I really listen to what they're they're saying, and it makes it easy to focus and figure out in a like in a banking situation, you know, what are they looking for, which makes it easy to develop a relationship because people want relationships. They want they can bank anywhere, but I want them to, to bank with me. So I just really listen really really well, and then that allows me to, to build a, a friendship and a business relationship. Um, and just multitasking, I just you got to be tactful on your time. So I, I, I map out my day, and uh, you know when I'm done, I'm done with the work stuff, and then I go on and enjoy playing music or hanging out with um, my new dog Jackson. Yeah, and I saw those photos. He's uh, he's adorable, and and uh, you know I just want to hug him when I see the photos. How do you relax, though? Do you meditate or do yoga? What, what, what brings you back to a calm level, maybe after a, a rough day? You know what? I, I start my day out with meditation. I'll, I'll meditate for you know, 15, 20 minutes and just kind of focus on my breathing and just relax uh, with, no, with no distractions and no noise. I'll just do that for a while. And, you know, working out, eating a, eating a balanced Healthy diet definitely helps, um, and getting a lot of rest. Okay, now let's talk. Let's go backwards a little bit to the musician because you know we got on the Masters and Legends. Uh, there are a lot of people who listen who they're thinking about. Hey, I want to become a musician, especially young people. And one of the things I always ask musicians is how. What kind of advice would you give to someone? that wants to turn professional, either, you know, as a songwriter or a performer, a musician, whatever it is, how do they do, how would you advise somebody? You know, because some people are, they may have the talent, they might not have the connections. What do you do? You know what, I would just say, you know, if you love playing music and you, and you feel like you're a good songwriter, just write and sing. And if you're not, if you're, you're a good writer, and you're not a good guitar player, well then go find somebody that's a, a good guitar player teach you or you go online and uh, anymore and you could get like lessons so um i just said you always know, i would just beat up other people that are, are better at you in a, in a different uh, uh situation so guitar player someone's better at guitar i'd go towards them if you're better someone's better songwriter i'd go towards them to get information all right what things would you change in your life if you could if you look backwards would there be anything that you would change you know to be different Hmm, that's a loaded question. Again, uh, you know what? I, I'd have to say no. I'm pretty happy. I've got a lot. I got a great life. I have a family up north. It's phenomenal, and uh, everything is really good. That's good. I got a great job, and uh, life is is calm and and fun and moving forward. Uh, what things are on your bucket list? Tell me about maybe some of the bucket list things you've already done, and some of the things that you still want to do. 
playing playing rock and roll as a, a professional bass player was definitely one of the things that were on my bucket list. Um, I would like to go and do another small tour sometime as a bass player in a in a in a rock and roll situation. And I've got a lot of friends that are well connected in that industry that would possibly help me along. So I would like to pick up the bass another time and maybe go uh, do a small tour again. That would be fun. Okay. And then as far as um, non-music, having another, you know, another career, what advice would you give to young people as far as how to choose a career? Because I think that's tough. You know, if you, if you look back, and I know I'm a little bit older than you, especially for women, you know, back then in the, in the 70s, for example, women were pretty much directed by high school guidance counselors to be uh, teachers or to be secretaries. You know, no one ever came to me and said, hey, you could go out and be a lawyer or a doctor. It just wasn't pushed on women specifically. But, you know, things have changed now over the years, especially with the Internet, and, and, and kids are much more involved. What kind of advice would you give to someone that would be trying to maybe choose a career or decide what they want to do? You know, I would just say, you know, I would just do a bunch of reading. Educate yourself on, on whatever you find your passion in, whether it be a lawyer, doctor, CPA, banker, uh, anything you wanted to be. I mean, if you're, you're going to be one of those uh, career choices, go get, educate yourself on it and be the best that you can, you can be at it. You know, I think it's, uh, it'll, it'll all work itself out. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. Um, would you like to give out any of your contact information? Sure. I can give you uh, my email address and cell phone number, if that's all right. Sure. Uh, my email address is TonyWagner1 at gmail.com. That's T-O-N-Y-W-A-G-N-E-R, the number one, at gmail.com. And cell phone is 727-244-2020. Great. Thanks for joining me today, Tony. And Lori, we'll, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome, and we'll see you next week on The World of Lori Zook. Do you suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664. 1664 today. That's 813-935-1664 and get on track to better health. Central Payment, your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry, providing e-commerce solutions, POS systems, standalone terminals, mobile apps, and much more. Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813-777-4332. Looking for the lowest rates in the industry and number one customer service? Call Central Payments, James Carner at 813 813- 777-4332. That's James Carner, 813-777-4332. Consumers, do you have bad credit? Can't purchase a house or car? Paying too much in interest on your credit cards and loans? Scammed by credit repair companies? There is hope. 
you can get back on track and do it the right way. Call Credit Education Consultants today at 813-500-6064. That's 813-500-6064. Or go to CreditEducationConsultants.com now and get the help you need. Don't delay. Call today. Mortgage reps and realtor inquiries are also welcomed.
Hi, this is John Austin, host of the book club on the Tantalk Radio Network. I spent 35 years in publishing, and today I want to tell you about a book that could change your life. The book is No Cash, No Problem. The author is Dave Wagenford. Dave Wagenford is one of the greatest barter experts in the world. He's bartered over $500 million in goods and services. If you want to remodel your home, but the cost is just too high, or maybe there's an automobile that you have dreamed of owning, but thought you just couldn't afford. Well, this book will allow you to do both of those things, plus hundreds more with little or no cash. Maybe you're a business owner with a cash flow problem that leads to low or non-existing profits. Read this book and see how you can increase your cash flow and your profits by time-proven techniques. The book, again, is No Cash, No Problem, and you can buy it now online at www.tantalknetwork.com. Click on the book and follow the instructions, or pick up the phone and call Lola at 727-441-3311. The book costs only $6.99, so do yourself a favor and buy the book today.